Sneak Preview's Michael Medved calls Harry and the Hendersons a delightful romp. A funny, touching, classy piece of entertainment, a hit the size of Bigfoot. Definitely going to go see it again. It was absolutely amazing, and it's hysterical. David Anson of Newsweek says, Harry is lovable, a surefire scene stealer. Funniest movie I've seen in a long time. You walk out of there feeling good. It was great. I loved it. Harry and the Hendersons is great. Harry and the Hendersons, rated PG. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Walt Disney Pictures presents... We'll spend some real quality time together, Goofy. And his son, Max. I think I'm going to be sick. In their first full-length animated motion picture. Uh, it's the comedy that proves... Bigfoot! It's hard to be cool when your dad's goofy. A goofy movie. Marks? A little smoke. Rated G. Starts Friday, April 7th. Supernatural, your host with the ghost, Scuba Steve, here bringing you episode 10. Episode 10, the long awaited episode 10 of Somewhat Supernatural. And today we will be discussing discussing the interdimensional Sam Squanch with none other than the one, the only, the self proclaimed Sasquatch expert himself, Johnny D, hmm. and, our, and our movie buff king, the one, the only, TJ fucking Bowser. What's up, motherfuckers? What's going on, guys? How's it going? It's going great, man. Thank you for, uh, Having us on, bud. Yeah, no, man, true thank honor. You, thank you for having the time because I know both of you are very passionate about, you know, Sasquatch and and Bigfoot and you know whether he rapes or not. I know it's 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 real. It's real. <laughs> oh, we said we weren't going to discuss that. No, maybe we were. Oh, we're what? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't read the notes. Well, I just go out with there it. now. Fuck yeah, it. it's whatever. Yeah. It's out there. We're going to talk about it. Bigfoot. He get it on. <laughs> he get it on. Even if you say no, sometimes that happens. So what have you guys been up to? Johnny D, what's been going on, brother? Oh, man, not much, brother. Not much. Just uh, had a nice half day today. Had a little doctor's appointment. Check some things up on my old uh, throatage. But it uh, seems to be. Yeah, everything's good. I had to get some nice. Uh, I had to get some nice warm gel all about the throatal area. I mean, that's that's your it's everyday. Hot. I mean, that's your that's your everyday. So, I mean, what? I mean, yeah, you know. They say you're not working if you enjoy what you're doing, right? Um, other than that, I also, and I'm so happy it showed up like literally an hour before this episode, got my fucking sweet Sam Squatch uh, shirt on. That is which, fucking uh, amazing. I think our uh, brother, Mr. TJ Bowser, has one quite similar, but almost, I would say, better. 
Yeah, just read there that. You take go. that in. And for the audio listeners, it says Bigfoot is real, and he tried to eat my ass. Oh, it's yes. true. <laughs> it's damn true. It's true. It's true. There's footage. There's footage. <gasps> right. That's on Patreon, though. So. <laughs> yeah, that's on our Patreon. You got to subscribe to see that shit. That's no, the in the woods tier. <laughs> right. Yes. It's, it's going up a couple. But no, other than that, man, uh, actually, I'm very excited, especially for uh, being on the horror front, because. Fucking Bruce Campbell is coming to my little podunk town for some fucking reason because he's going to be showing oh, the OG. It's 40th anniversary of Evil Dead. And fucking so, nice. yeah, exactly. And he's going to be doing a and a and shit after. It's going to be at the drive-ins. And, dude, I'm so stoked because we had to get the photo out. The, the, the most expensive one, shit was already sold out, dude. And it just was announced like a few hours ago. So I had to go the next tier down, but that's all right. People want the chin, baby. Dude, yes, right? Who doesn't? Definitely. You know, when I went to Texas Frightmare a few years back, um, I w- it was the one before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. He was there and I kicked myself in the ass because he sold out quick. But I got to see him and even just being within like 10 feet of, you know, Bruce Campbell was fucking amazing. I didn't get to meet him, but, you know, I will now, one day. One fucking here's day. my question. Do I just go in normal garb or do I try to get a hawaiian shirt to fit with the campbell experience because i feel like he's gonna be in one you gotta go with the hawaiian shirt you have to i gotta see if i can order an evil dead hawaiian shirt by then i'm sure they're out there oh where have i seen i saw one with a necronomicon that had a very hawaiian vibe to it on uh i think it was middle of beyond or something like that i think they had that sounds about right i want to say they had like a it looked kind of like a necronomicon ish Hawaiian style to, shirt. John and he's going to have to do some internet searching nonetheless, yes, dude. But yes. it's all right because I got all the way till July 9th. So I should be able to get something done with that. Uh, know, other than that, man, I'm, I'm fucking ready to do this episode. But let's hear from our boss, man, dude. TJ, how you been, brother? Well, man, as I say on all these podcasts, uh, you know, breaking hearts and podcast charts, baby. Woo, woo, woo. Podcasts here, podcasts there, podcasts everywhere. I'm working on new episodes of the TJ Bowser Power Hour for season two working on gore and more we got tremors two coming up on monday right Mm-hmm. yeah uh that that's gonna be fucking awesome i got mm-hmm. fatality uh audio episode coming up very soon what else do we have i don't know i worked on a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff that uh john now has in his inbox that he'll uh realize in a couple seconds yeah no I saw it. That's what I is that what i think it is and it is it is it's, yeah, it's a project I'm excited i've been working on for a little bit i might actually start the next project now that uh i'm a little in between stuff but anyway yeah just pumping out stuff for project louder we're making gains and the listenership and i and i can't wait to uh share all those analytics with the, you guys and thank you for all the support out there and all you uh, project louder listeners it's appreciated and thank you for making all of our dreams come very true so let's talk about bigfoot bigfoot sasquatch sam scranch <laughs> sam scranch sam scranch so for decades people around the world have been fascinated with the legend of bigfoot sasquatch yeti or whatever you choose to call it sightings of a furry upright biped and reports of beastly footprints have been reported from as far as the himalayas although no real proof exists the reports keep coming keep coming plunge into the deep dark corners of the subculture with us on this episode of somewhat supernatural is bigfoot real you be the judge so so you want some other names for that list buddy yes go for it let's hear it let's hear it because you like i said 
well, you're no, the no, expert no. I, on this. And you know what? I expert my ass. I'm just a fucking fan of it all, dude. Like I love the community. I love the it's anyways. So we already said Sasquatch. We already know Bigfoot. Uh, I'm going to fuck this up, but it's a uh, sequitel. I believe it is, is up in Alaska. Uh, skunk ape, which would be down near Florida and closer to like Scoop Steve, where he's at down in Texas. We got them boogers. The boogers are in the middle, in the middle, uh, Tennessee area, all that good shebang. Wild yep. man, grass man. Obviously, we know the Yeti. Down under with our uh, saucy Aussie, we got the Yowie. Oh, yeah, which I believe you covered, Scuba Steve. We did. We did talk. We, we we touched on it a little bit. We didn't do a full episode on it, but we touched on him a little bit. Uh, nice. Uh, I also got urines. And of course, we know the abominable snowman. And there's more than that. But it, sometimes it's just where literally like if it's a smaller town where it's happening, they have their own name for it. If you don't yeah. know what they call it, you'll have no idea that they would even have like sightings or anything like that. Because it could be something completely different, like on a cryptid scale of, you know, what you're thinking. See, and like down here where I'm at, we have like no forests. We don't have any shit like that. So, you know, like the Florida area, they have their swamps and stuff over where I'm at, you know, on, on the Gulf, on the Gulf Coast of Texas. We don't have that. You know what I mean? So we, we really don't have a form of Bigfoot per se. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, not one that I've heard of growing up here all my life, you know? Right. And, and that's something I was thinking about when I was driving home, you know, the area where you, you guys are from have had a lot of reported sightings. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And PJ's area, especially yeah. some reason, Pennsylvania, there's a lot, but there's a lot of UFO sightings in Pennsylvania as well. True. Now you actually do have some near you in Texas, but it's over in East Texas where it's all wooded shit. Well, see, actually, and that's not near. Like you gotta well, remember okay. how Correct. big Te Texas, Texas is. is literally like mm, a third of the deep country in the itself. heart of Texas. <laughs> True, that's just a little bit over in Texas is in a couple of hour drive. It's like a yeah. I, I had a friend. I had a friend that was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to Texas. You know this and that, blah blah blah. You know we should we should meet up and this and that." I was like, "Yeah, cool. Where, where are you gonna be?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna be in Dallas." I'm like, "Bro, that's like eight and a half hours away. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, let's that's just not that up. close. Like, it's not that close. Like, I'm not driving eight hours to see you, bro. Sorry." Fair enough. Nice. Dude. So the the very first encounter that I want to talk about is the the Patterson Gimlin encounter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now Which that opened is, up the show. It did mm -hmm. open up the show. Thank you for that, boss man. That was a beautiful, beautiful You're intro. Welcome. I love you. It. Didn't I notice it. that was actually the 4K clarification one, if you could tell like, over the mm -hmm. Bigfoot in itself. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. I liked it. So that one is the most, I think, because it is the oldest that we have on video, it is the most popular Bigfoot sighting to date. Um I know there's tons of, you know, different videos on YouTube that you can find and, you know, people upload this, upload that. But this one is the OG. This is the the grandfather of all Bigfoot videos. So I'm just going to read a little bit about, you know, the, the actual video and what occurred that day. And then um, if you guys want to interject, go ahead. So the, on Friday, October 20th, 1967, Patterson and Gimlin were riding generally northeast upstream on horseback along the east bank of Bluff Creek. At some time between 1.15 and 1.40 p.m., they came to an overturned tree with a large root system at a turn in the creek, almost as high as a room is what they said. 
when they rounded it, there was a log jam, which is like a crow's nest left over from the flood of 64. And they spotted a, they spotted the figure in a nearly sim, in a, in nearly simultaneously. It was either crouching beside the Creek on their left or standing there on the opposite bank. Gimlin later described himself as in a mild state of shock after the, after first seeing the figure. Can you imagine just being out there, you know, horseback riding and then boom, all of a sudden you see this fucking just giant ass creature off in the distance that you don't know if it's a human, you don't know exactly what it is. Now, I think that would be the hardest thing, dude, is because you have no idea what kind of box to put it in. You know what I mean? Like you could think gorilla right away, but at the same time, you're like, this isn't moving like a gorilla by any fucking means. And Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, dude. Everybody that everybody, if you listen to anybody that supposedly has seen them, they'll say they wish it's never fucking happened. Like there's a few people that are like, fuck yeah, dude, they're gung ho to see him again. But for the most part, most people are like, no, I'm good. I mean, so, how do you guys, how would you guys feel? I mean, I, I mean, I would shit, So you're always looking for this stuff. Yeah. Man. You know, and it's different, though, on the paranormal side of it, because see, I think seeing a ghost is different than actually seeing something that could physically come and fucking just wreck your shit if it Should wanted the to people who made phasmophobia make a bigfoot version there is a bigfoot game out there like that but i don't know who made it it is on be, steam i've looked that'd at that'd be before. the tits that'd be the biggest tits. It's, it, i mean yeah. think of it like think of it like the jason game but it's like because i think somebody can actually control bigfoot as well see i think if you if you use it the like the mechanics of phasmophobia bigfoot if uh you know if, especially if it's the, the larger maps and have bigfoot be a threat depending on how you approach them again. Yeah. Just like the cool. ghost and phasmophobia is setting up uh, cameras and stuff, you know, it's just what, and then collecting evidence again, just like phasmophobia. I think that would be fucking rad. You can like and cast the footprints. Yeah. You can do, yeah. You can do your tree knocks. You can do your different calls. <laughs> um, yeah. With your you microphone. Can use lights. See, now with cameras though cameras would work opposite because supposedly they avoid trail cams because they can like hear them and shit yeah but the pictures you can get me like a foot and shit like you know right but i'm saying like if you were trying to let's say catch it like if that was one of the objectives is to actually try to let's be honest the the pictures we get in phasmophobia we're not going to get that type of uh, evidence in real life i mean look you can ask steve oh yeah no not at all all. (laughs) so like I'd be rich if if we got even oh my a God. fucking speck of the fucking activity you get in phasmophobia. I'd be right? fucking rich. Yeah. I wouldn't be working, pants, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, and you this know, totally be like make a fucking Bigfoot pack for phasmophobia. That'd be rad as fuck. Yeah, fuck yeah. They they shouldn't you know incorporate other other cryptids in cryptids. There yeah, why not? It's a it's a paranormal game, and cryptids are considered paranormal. That'd be fucking great. I mean, what like a Wendigo and like a Native American? Oh, thing? dude. Oh, terrifying. Oh, that'd be fucking oh. <laughs> You, I would die. I would die quickly, just like I did the first time. <laughs> just like I did first time I played Phasmophobia. Fuck that game. That game, cool. man. It is the best game. of the boys, though. It is. Yes, yes, it is. Dude, it has been a hot minute. So it's kind of funny you actually mentioned that. I could kind of spin a little bit into something like that. So we obviously in Phasmophobia have different types of ghosts um, yeah. that we got to pick from and stuff like that. So uh, according to the physicality of Bigfoots, and this isn't going to We could choose the type of uh, right. Bigfoot it is. There's, there's, supposed, yeah. there's supposedly four different types of Bigfoots. So your first one is going to be your Patty-esque, which we saw is what we're talking about now in the Patterson-Gimlin film. Darker, more rounded head. Um, the second one is more the skunk ape. So that's down south, aggressive, more orangutan style. 
usually they're not as like thick they're they're built oh, more like a chimpanzee oh, oh. orangutan like right so they'd be a lot more like a monkey on meth, like a monkey Pretty on mo- meth. Yes, exactly. It would be Florida man. It's the just, south. It's yeah, Florida. Hey. It's Florida <laughs> I mean, man times on. ten, right there, dude. Um, and then so type three would actually also be super fucking scary because type three, and you might also know the scoop is the dog man type. Yes. Now, dog man type is think of the easiest way to think about it. If you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, is if you know what Anubis looks like. Yeah, that's the dog man style. But supposedly they've been seen with Sasquatches. Or Sasquai, I guess you could say. Uh, <laughs> Sasquatch? Uh, Sasquai, I'm not really sure on that. Uh, but supposedly they've been seen with them, but they're also super aggressive and they've been known to supposedly actually like hunt you down, like will oh, chase you yep. to your house. And then they will fuck you? They might eat your face. They might eat your ass. And then the type fours are usually similar to the patty ones, but they're a lot smaller and with a little bit more of a like a conical shaped head. And supposedly they're in like the six to seven foot range. But hmm. yeah, that's there you go. There's your so game like types for Harry, the game. So like right. Harry and the Hendersons. He would be probably yeah. Patterson, because I mean he's got he's got the, well, he's got the he's more got conical. Yeah. yeah. But he's a little bit bigger than six, seven. He's like seven, eight, isn't he? Well, so the idea yeah, is probably. like they could just essentially be like us. Like we've gone all over the world as humans mm-hmm. and we've adapted to each situation. Well, yeah. you could have had a one one of these creatures fucking a millennia ago. They split and because they live in different areas, that's how they adapt to their. Like I mean? humans. Like, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm. Up north, you're in Oregon or in our area. They got to be bigger, hardier, deal with the snow and shit like that. But down south, they got to be scrappier, deal with the heat, less fur. Like Yeah, definitely less fur because I, mm-hmm. I, I don't see them, you know, lasting that long here, especially in this climate. I mean, maybe in Florida. Florida's humid. That you know. explains the, 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 the smells, though, the more smell reports and like this more smell yeah. names yeah. In, the, in the south because you would smell them more than you would, yeah. let's say, a colder uh, Pennsylvania evening. That's right. True. That is true. Dude, Pennsylvania does have some of my favorite accounts, though, that I've heard. And we'll talk yeah. about that later, you handsome son of a gun. Hell yeah. Hey. So, so anyways, Patterson initially estimated its height at six feet, six inches to seven feet and later raises estimate to seven feet, six inches. Some later analysts, uh, anthropologist Grover Krantz among them have suggested Patterson's later estimate was about a foot too tall. Gimlin's estimate was six feet. The film shows what Patterson and Gimlin claimed were a large, hairy, bipedal, ape-like figure with short, silvery brown or dark reddish brown or black hair covering most of its body, including its prominent breasts. Now, that was something that I never, ever noticed in the original footage until they did the 4K was right. that this Bigfoot had breasts. Bigfoot titties. Big right. titties. So, and I want to say you pointed it, you, you're the one that pointed that out to me, Johnny, when we so, were having a chat or something. Yeah, about I think it. it was when we, when you first came up with the idea that you're going to do this episode and yeah. that was just like, bleh, info. Yeah. And. Yeah, my my point always was that was if everybody says it's fake, right? Yeah. Like these guys made this suit. Why you're telling me they went that much farther to make female genitalia to specifically make this a female versus just some weird creature in the woods. You're telling me they really went that far into it. 
I call bullshit, dude. That's why I say I say it's legit, dude. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, and anything's possible. Anything is possible. You know I'm what not, I mean? Right. It could. But that that's exactly right. Why go through that thought process? Hey, let's make it a female. You know what I mean? That wouldn't be that that would never cross my mind. Hey, let's make it a different gender. So that way it doesn't fall back on us. I guess now that we're thinking about it, would it have a big old hairy ding dong flopping around in that footage if it was a man? Supposedly they're not not packing like you think they would be. Oh, really? Which which would make sense if you got to run through a lot of like, you know, foliage and stuff like that. You don't want it. That, ow. Be hitting trees and everything. That would hurt. Especially down here running through cacti and stuff. Ooh, Ooh, right? Yeah. So they developed growers. Yeah. yeah, they're and not su- showers. And, and supposedly some so, people So that- one would say people that are growers are evolutionary ahead? Yes. That's right. They want to go with human society right now with how most people think, but... Correct. I'm making I mean, that shirt. Bigfoot is a grower, not a shower. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking making it a shirt. Yo, dude. Supposedly a couple people that have had bluff charges from him and everything... When they've been attacked or when they've been charged by a male, they have been erect. And like usually these are females. Right. Right. What? So you just not only the discovered people or the seven, Bigfoot. The Bigfoot. Oh, the Bigfoot. Okay. And usually this is going after women, <laughs> not to go down that road. Yeah. But yeah. So could you imagine just running into now a seven foot bipedal hominid that you can't even fathom exist? And now it's running at you with a full fledged fucking hard on. Hey, Brody, we wouldn't know as of today's policies. Uh, we can't no longer sell that sort of stuff on eBay. Yeah, there's no more smut on eBay. They said, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, none. Oh, you didn't oh. look at the chat and see my whole rant where I, yeah, I ranted about I it. Apologize. And then I put a fucking screenshot of the article that's like, no more DVDs. <laughs> No more physical media of dirty things. And I was like, no, of dirty things. TJ's world came crashing down today. What's in the list of dirty things? I wonder. Okay. Any vinegar syndrome movie that releases when they restore old porn can't be sold on eBay. That's one less place they can distribute film. Okay. Wow. Think about eBay is getting a conscious now. Like, what the fuck, dude? It's eBay. <laughs> yeah, you, you can buy like the most random shit on eBay. Really? You're not going to fucking allow smut Listen, you, on there anymore? You Jesus. can't tell me even just going to that website doesn't make you feel a little dirty. You oh, know what does. I mean? It does. <laughs> right. So fucking just. All right. Whatever. That's sad. So the figure had walked away from them to a distance of about 120 feet before Patterson began to run after it. The resulting film, which is about uh, 59.5 seconds long at 16 frames per second, is initially quite shaky until Patterson got about 80 feet from the figure. At that point, the figure glanced over its right shoulder at the men and Patterson fell to his knees. Patterson would later characterize the creature's expressions as one of contempt and disgust. You know how it is when the (laughs) umpire tells you one more word and you're out of the game. That's the way it felt. That's what he said. So, I mean, could you imagine just running after this thing and then he just turns around and it's like, the fuck you want, bitch? It, it gives you that look that all sixth grade girls did when that one time you walked down the bus and you were just wearing <laughs> something weird and they're all like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, you know. I had, a, I had a bad experience like that. So my mom <laughs> sent me to school one day for Halloween dressed as Raggedy Andy. Okay. 
Right. I was a kid. I was probably about five or six years old. My mom sent me to school on the school bus dressed as Raggedy Andy because it was a Halloween day at school. Only it wasn't. It was on Friday and today was Thursday. And she sent me to school on the wrong day dressed as fucking Raggedy Andy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The looks there was of some gross that guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> it was fucking horrible. So shortly after this, after this point, uh, the steady middle portion of the film begins containing the famous look back. Patterson said it turned a total, I think, of three times, the other times, therefore, being before the filming began and or while he was running with his finger off the trigger. Shortly after glancing over its shoulder on film, the creature disappeared behind the grove of trees for 14 seconds, then reappeared in the film's final 15 seconds after Patterson Patterson moved 10 feet to a better vantage point, fading into the green trees again and being lost to view at distance of 265 feet as the reel of film ran out. Gimlin Damn. remounted and followed it on horseback. So what the fuck was Gimlin doing this whole time that Patterson was running after it? So it's right. Gimlin he followed it. He said something it. about being erect earlier. So, Well, it was a female. <laughs> it was a oh. female, so I, I don't know. I mean... You never I'm, specified whether it was the victim or... Maybe they were more gender victim. fluid back then. I, I, I don't know. You I don't never know. know. Yeah, we don't know. So... uh Gimlin uh, got back on his horse, keeping his distance until it disappeared around the bend in the road, 300 yards away. Patterson called him back at that point, feeling vulnerable on foot without a rifle because he feared the creature's mate may might approach. The entire encounter had lasted less than two minutes. So this footage that we get, this very well-known film and this, this, this episode that occurred only lasted two minutes and look at how much it has blown up since then. You oh, know? Right. I think it first aired on TV under, uh, with Leonard Nimoy there in, uh, I believe it was called it in search of, and that was for, like the first time everybody really saw for it our younger me. audience. Who is Leonard Nimoy? That would Spock. be Spock from Spock the original, in the Star original, Trek. original Star Trek. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that has to be mentioned, not uh <laughs> oh shit, I'm gonna fucking brain fart doesn't you know. Anyways. So, so Gimlin and Patterson, Gimlin and Patterson rounded up Patterson's horses, which had run off in the opposite direction downstream. Before mm. the filming began, Patterson got his second roll of film from his saddlebag and filmed the tracks. The men tracked Patty for either one mile or three miles, but lost it in the heavy undergrowth. They went to their campsite three miles south picked up plaster, returned to the initial site, measured the creature's step length and made two plaster casts, one each of best of the best quality and uh, left and right print. So they went back, got the print and boom, it's history now. Fuck yeah, dude. And literally one of the probably best footages of that you could ever get. And it's still like debated to this day. Fucking 50 years later. It's good yeah. stuff. 60 years later. It, it is. It is great stuff. But, but like I said, there's a lot of people that discredit it and say that, you know, one that they made the suit. And if they did make the suit, yeah, they could have easily destroyed it. You know what I mean? It, especially Correct. from that. I mean, and especially from that distance and the, the camera quality back then wasn't the best. So even no. if it was a horrible, you know, shitty suit, you wouldn't be able to tell. You know oh, what I mean? Oh. You love titties? It had titties. Oh, it did it have titties. titties. Yeah. So, and here's the other thing that we got to remember. This was 68, I believe they released, right? 67, they filmed it. 68, they released it, right? 
Yeah, they had to have time to add the the visual effects in. Yeah, Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, Well, I think it was more of a discussion between them of whether they should or not, and then I think they decided to. But okay, so obviously Patterson was from Hollywood, so that's the biggest like why everybody kind of poo poos on this. Yeah, Gillen was a straight up cowboy. That mother, I mean, like he did, like he loaned horses and everything to Hollywood because we're talking the '60s, which TJ is coming out like. They've discussed before. Bless you, by the way. So you're coming out of like you're in the cowboy time of movies and shit like that. You know what I mean? So it makes sense. But this yeah. dude was a legit cowboy. He went out in the mountains all the time. So it's like, why? They're not going to get famous. Like, you know what I mean? Like they can get their names can get big, but they're not going to get money out of it. And let's think about effects in this time being. The year later, we got Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yeah. No. They look like complete shit in comparison, I feel. Hey, bro. That, hey, bro. I, I, it has titties. It does. It's got a I don't thick think ass TJ can get. I don't think TJ can get past the titties yet, but well, I mean, that it, ass, it, though. It, it, if it's ass. got titties and it's like 67, 68, they're, they're not. They're walking out there with like this super high-tech bodysuit with, with titties no. and filming this shit. So – I don't think you can really discredit at this point, and especially seeing being able we can uh, scan this shit in 4K now and see them titties and see all the other yeah. extra detail right. now. Yeah. I mean, you can't really disprove the Patterson Gimlin footage anymore. Exactly. No. Yeah. And they think in their interviews or in the prior interviews, they think uh, the mom was actually leading them away from a nest of their young. That's why which it makes was sense. Which going would make that sense. way. Which Correct. would make complete sense, especially if there wasn't a male around or hell maybe the females are the protectors you know kind of like lionesses they go out for the hunt and stuff you know and maybe it's like that with with bigfoot they the males protect the children while the females go do their thing it's yeah and i'll never know (laughs) yeah me neither me neither but you know and you got to think too like what type of money did they make off of this you know I, i always attribute this back to like travis from fire in the sky why would he make that up? He didn't he didn't necessarily, right. you know what I mean? They didn't necessarily know that there was going to be a movie years later. They didn't know they were going to make any money off of this. You know what I mean? So what reason would they have to make this up? You know, it, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Speaking of movies, let's say yes, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so we got a couple of movies I want to talk about that involve Bigfoot. In some right. way, shape, or form. Starting off with 2006's Abominable, directed by Ryan Schifrin, featuring Matt McCoy as Preston Rogers, Haley Joel Osment as Amanda, Christian Tinsley Wait, as Otis. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Haley Joel Osment. It's Haley Joel. Did he is there a different Haley Joel? Is there? Maybe. When you, when you Google it, it comes up his name. Okay, let's go with that. There you go. Nope, there's another actress that goes by that name, too. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> Damn. Okay, not Osment. Haley Joel as Amanda. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. He was Haley in Joel, movie. not Osment. Yeah. Christian Tinsley as Otis Wilhelm. Karina Ann Ching as Chung as CJ. Jeffrey Combs as Buddy the Clerk. Natalie Compagno, Compagno as Michelle. And Michael Deke as Bigfoot, credited as Monster. 
Yeah. What? After recovering from a horrific accident, paraplegic Preston Rogers moves back into the remote cabin where he and his now deceased wife once lived. When one of his neighbors, Karen, is attacked by a gigantic ape-like beast, Rogers contacts the local authorities. But after the police, even the, his personal nurse, Otis, Wilhelm dismisses Rogers as a delusional widower. He sets out to stop the abominable creature himself. I can say I've never seen this movie. Same. I, I really haven't seen many, many Bigfoot. I, I can honestly say the only Bigfoot movie that I've seen is Harry and the Hendersons. Really? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I think we're talking about that too. Yeah. <laughs> have you have no. you seen this one, TJ? Yes. Yes, I watched I mean, the, it. It was on Tubi, I think, the other day. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Dude, there's a lot good. of Sasquatch movies on Tubi. It's awesome. The end. It's a slow burn, but the ending uh, with the... Uh, the face off with Bigfoot is really, really fucking cool. I'm going to have to nice. check it out. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. The trailer looked sweet. So, yeah, yeah. The yeah. trailer did look sweet. The, like the, the creature reveal was pretty cool. Now, I a like film that, that we uh, we all watched uh, or have watched, or if you haven't yet, you probably should go do it right now. And that is 1987's Harry and the Hendersons, directed by William Deere, starring the talented John Lithgow as George Henderson, Melinda Dillon as Nancy Henderson, Margaret Langrick as Sarah Henderson, Joshua Rodoy as Ernie Hud- Henderson, and Kevin Ernie Peter Hudson. Hall. <laughs> <and> Ernie Hudson. <laughs> and Kevin Peter Hall as Harry, the in-suit performer. Kevin Peter Hall also did an Predator. alien. A predator? And he did an alien one? three. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure about Makes that. Makes sense. Steve, want to read the plot? You did not send me the notes for that one, sir. I can read it if you'd like. You are San, Ho- San Juan Hustler. Oh, did you send them to me? I God did not. I, I did check not your, check your drive. Not document. Print them out. Oh, oh Predator and Predator Two, not Alien. Ah, ah. I knew he did Predator. I didn't know if he did number the second one or not. Nice. Uh, you want me to take the plot, boss? Yeah, go yeah. for it. Go for it, man. All right. So uh, while returning from a trip in the woods, George Henderson and his family run into something with their car that turns out to be a Sasquatch. Thinking that the creature is dead, they take him home, but Harry soon awakens. Despite their initial fears, Harry is kind and sensitive is a kind and sensitive being. And the Hendersons become very fond of him. However, it is difficult to keep him secret, and soon they begin to fear for Harry's safety. Fucking A, yeah. We showed the the TV spot, but one of the TV spots with the crowd reaction uh in the opening of this episode. I mean, this is a classic film. Absolutely fantastic. John Lithgow's performance and his interactions with uh, the Harry character is just memorable as all, as all hell. Guys? Yeah, definitely, uh, man. I, yeah. I just, I love this movie. It, it's it's a great, heartfelt, 19, early night, you know what I mean? Like, kid movie. Like, it's a great, yeah. it's a great fucking movie. And, and the one thing I always remember from this movie, and I don't, I don't know why this sticks out to me so much because I'm a fat kid who grew up to be a fat adult. I really want to try the burger and fries Harry was eating when they lead him to the car and oh. they're throwing all those cheeseburgers and shit in there. I always wanted one of those cheeseburgers. They look so fucking good. It did look like a juicy burger. <laughs> movie is- food always looks better, you know? Yeah, right. definitely. Just definitely. Just it's they like the, the Flintstones. <laughs> What, you guys remember the first time you watched Harry and the Hendersons? I was definitely Ooh. a little kid, dude. It was definitely, yeah. I was, I, mean, I, I was three I when it came out. I watched it on television so. first. I'd say, uh, ooh, I can't even I, remember. I think I watched it on um, recorded VCR tape ooh. Off, off of TV, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Okay. <laughs> 
Fucking A. Right? I want to say that's, the, a, that's a day right there. The first time I saw it was on HBO. And I remember sitting there because it was the old HBO intro that they would have on Saturday night. <gasps> for dun, the, dun. Yeah. Yep. With I, the premiere yeah. and the camera going over the little fake count. <laughs> I remember sitting in my living room oh my and God. boom, it came up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nostalgia. We didn't motor. go to the theater. We didn't go to the was, fucking dude. theater. I haven't thought about that intro in a minute, dude. And the last film we saw in our intro bit there was a goofy movie from 1995. This is kind of like a half Bigfoot film, but you got to mention it. Directed by Kevin Lima, starring Bill Farmer as Goofy Goof, Jason Marsden as Maximilian Max Goof, Jim Cummings as Pete, Kelly Martin as Roxanne Paul, Mm. uh, Rob Paulson as PJ, and Frank Welker as Bigfoot. Plot. Good old Frank Welker. Though Goofy always means well, his amiable cluelessness and klutzy pratfalls regularly embarrass his awkward adolescent son, Max. When Max's lighthearted prank on his high school principal finally gets his longtime crush, Roxanne, to notice him, he asks her on a date. Max's trouble at school convinces Goofy that he and the boy need to bond over a cross-country fishing trip like the one he took with his dad when he was Max's age, which throws a kink in his son's plans to impress Roxanne. So during that little trip, they meet Bigfoot. And Bigfoot's a little uh, plot element in this film, and it's just really cool. Uh, as you saw in the uh, trailer, there they even went as far as showing him in the trailer. There, yeah, it's and you, yeah, yeah. When when the Goofy movie started started playing, I was like, "What the hell?" I com- had completely forgot that Same. Bigfoot was in <laughs> that film, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I it, yeah, we watched it right before you hopped in, dude, and I'm just like, "Goofy movie." Oh, I was like, okay. I was like, somebody had a little too much to smoke because I don't remember <laughs> this shit. No, there's actually a really cool scene where I think like they're cooking steak or something and like Bigfoot comes. It- or no, they're fishing. That- and then. Uh, oh, yeah. When he's teaching him the cast. Yes. Right. Well, doesn't he show up also like at one point when um, he's teaching him how to cook the can with the cigarette lighter? Isn't it like Bigfoot sleeping on the car? I think in that point? because uh, yeah, 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 because they they lock themselves inside the car and Bigfoot's yep. like, yep, yep, yeah, because he won't let them get out. Which, <laughs> if you watch that scene in retrospect now, kids would be like, "What is that?" And be like, "Well, we used to have lighters in the car back yeah. in the day for either cigarettes or if somebody came up to your window." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be gone, heathen! Be gone! Yes. All yeah. right. So we're gonna jump into the next real. The whole topic of this podcast, the real, uh, the real real good stuff, the real good stuff, you know, the movie stuff's the good stuff though, you know? Yeah. So January 12th, 2020. All right. So last year, yeah. Two Ohio men went for a leisurely walk in the woods. Like they've done many times before this time though, they spotted the king of all cryptids himself, Bigfoot in Salt Fork state park. The figure had all the characteristics of Bigfoot. It had it has been rumored to live in Ohio since the mid 1700s. It had also been rumored to live in Ohio's largest state park, which is Salt Fork. Over 36 sightings have been reported since the middle of the 1980s, with a huge amount of alleged evidence coming from Salt Fork's borders. At the Salt Fork State Park, there are three locations where Bigfoot is said to have been spotted. Morgan's Knob, (laughs) Parker Road, known as Buckeye Trail, and Bigfoot Ridge. The park's primitive campground where Kathy Lee Gifford and Hoda 
I don't know how the fuck to say her last name. Filmed Kathy an ep- Lee Gifford. Uh, filmed an episode of the Today Show, um, and they said they saw the creature and it was scary. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In 2012, the Salt Fork State Park was named one, as one of U.S. Today's top ten squatchiest places. Squatchiest places. Squatchiest places. So if you want to see the Sasquatch, you head on over there to uh, Ohio to Salt. The, the, it's only the, six the, hours from my direction. So in my uh, in my notes, I have some stuff about uh, Ohio as well. Do you want to hit on that? Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, we actually the name of the episode is Interdimensional Sam Squanch. So let's talk about that theory a little bit with uh, this entities known as ultra terrestrials being capable of crossing dimensions at will, often acting as cosmic pranksters. Hmm. When it comes to Bigfoot, Sasquatch, and Yeti, or whatever you want to call them, there's often a playfulness or spookiness described in their actions. Tree knocking or eerie screams alert us to their presence. <sighs> Until we get close enough, there might offer a glimpse before vanishing seemingly into thin air. Never hmm. can see them. I'll explain why. Jack Harry, a cryptozoologist who studied Bigfoot for decades, says he believes it alternatively plausible that Bigfoot is being abducted by UFOs in the much the same way humans are to study its DNA and physical attributes. Carey says he believes that Earth's fluctuations can create monetary tears in the electromagnetic membrane, separating our universe with the parallel one, allowing extra-dimensional entities across will access into this dimension. An intriguing account tying UFOs to Bigfoot together comes from a ni- from an 1888 meeting between cattle ranchers and a group of Native Americans in uh, Northern California. The, d- the natives described three crazy bears that descended from the sky in a small moon, leaving them in the woods before taking off. In another instance, huh. in Cincinnati, Ohio, in 1973, a woman named Rafa Heightfield and her daughter were awakened in the middle of the night to a beam of light extending down from a bulbous umbrella shape in the sky tracking the light to where it landed in the nearby woods the two noticed a grayish simian wandering toward the beam before they knew it both the ape and the craft disappeared so that makes sense as to why we don't have daily fucking bigfoot sightings yes huh now, Interesting. this next sighting, this is probably the most detailed sighting we could possibly get of this interdimensional type theory. And I first encountered this type of theory when I was watching a documentary. I want to think it's called Bigfoot in America. And they mm-hmm. mentioned this briefly. So I want to talk about it a little bit in depth here. This is okay. kind of uh, close to me. So, yeah, UFO sightings at Presque Isle, Isle State Park. This one happened on July 31st, 1966. So try to follow along the best you guys can. Betty Jean Clem of Jamestown, New York, had a very unusual experience at Prescott Isle State Park that Sunday. Her boyfriend's car became stuck in the sand off of Beach 6, and they were waiting for help after sunset. We saw a star move. It got brighter. and It would move fast, then dim. We could see it come down. It was metallic, sort of silvery, and it landed between two trees. It came straight down. The car vibrated. And Clem, in a report published in the Erie Morning News on August 1st, 1966, Douglas Tibbetts of Greenhurst, New York, witnessed the entire episode from the front seat of his car, related his account to uh, Peninsula Patrolman Ralph Clark and Robert Loeb Jr. when they responded to his call for help. Tibbetts was Clem's boyfriend. Clem also reported seeing a dark, featureless creature and hearing something walking on the roof of their car. The Eerie Daily Times responded 
Well, were reported on August 1st, 1966, that eight others had seen a UFO that night between 8 p.m. and midnight. They included Stephanie Lupo, Helene Roche. Stephanie is Moreno's mom. Elaine Orsa. <laughs> I'm just making that up. Uh, Charlie Manka, <laughs> to Carly, Lindo Henderson, not related to Harry, Janice Dickey, and Jane Moran. Air Force launched probes uh, in Erie UFO, ran in the Erie Morning News. So the uh, headline, Air Force launches probe of Erie UFO, ran in the Erie Morning News on August 2nd, 1966. Officials will not comment on the investigation, saying that all the findings cannot be released only by the Secretary of the Air Force. The article went on to say that a test for radiation was made of the ground surface in the area of Beach 6, where the craft was said to have landed, but no sign of the radiation was found by Erie County civil defense workers. I wonder if they've released that. I, well, I wonder if they've released that because you know how they just released literally a few months ago, mm-hmm. the government released a shitload of stuff saying, yep, here you go. UFOs are real. Yeah, like, that was back last May. That was a yeah. year ago. Yeah, has, has it been a year already? Holy fuck. Yeah. I wonder if they actually released this. I'm going to have to look into that. So, uh, you know what? Let's let's finish this because I was yeah, going to yeah, say, yeah. dude, if you want to throw out some more conspiracy theories, there's definitely some deep ones, too. Two girls came forward and stated that they seen a UFO three months ago. <laughs> Cheryl mm-hmm. Coffey, who lives in the lighthouse at Presque Isle Isle State Park, told of the incident. She said there probably has no connection to what happened that what. Huh. Um, it's probably yeah. This probably has no connection with what happened last night. So yeah, if you think it's the lighthouse, nah. Lighthouse lady says no. The Erie Daily Times reported <laughs> August 6th, 1966, that Mayor William S. Hall of Youngstown went to the scene of the occurrences near Beach 6, where strange imprints were found in the sandy Monday morning hours after a Jamestown girl was left hysterical from the strange events of the preceding night. The officers took plaster casts of the same tracks. Nice. Five members of the National Investigation Committee on Aerial Phenomena Tuesday Knight joined in the investigation of a reported landing on an unidentified flying object Sunday night on Beach 6 of Presque Isle State Park, reported Dick Ramsey in the Erie Morning News on August 3, 1966. The five members who came to Erie were Rich Hobbs, Joseph McGuire, James Reed, Jeffrey Gall, and James Sipril. Two police officers reported they watched a UFO for two hours before the sun rose on August 3rd. <laughs> so that same night. Lawrence Park Patrolman William Rutledge spotted that UFO around 4.45 a.m. Wesley Patrolman Donald Peck, who also saw the object, reported it seeing it on August 3rd as well. A rash of sightings were reported in the Times the next day. A headline in the Erie Morning News on August 5th, two days after, declared Peninsula ruled safe after UFO investigation. Jesus. Dude, that's a lot of people wow. to step forward on that. Yeah, and that's a lot of people and like a lot of detail all matching the same. And these are cops. <laughs> right. These are people that are like, <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't like, usually step forward if it's going to fuck their career up. You know what I mean? Like, and lastly, this was all followed, followed up by a published in the Erie morning news on August 12th. So a couple days later, which stated monster, a bear park chief says, no reporter. Dick Ramsey wrote the air force report was released by the air force one office of information at the Pentagon information officer said it is the final report on the alleged peninsula sightings unless significantly new information concerning the sighting is supplied to the Air Force. So despite all of those reports, nothing was found. Cover wow. Up. Yeah, extreme yeah. cover-up. Like, extreme cover-up. Huh. Fuck yeah, dude. It is... It, I mean, dude, the Bigfoot... 
world in itself, you can go so many different ways to it, whether it's interdimensional, whether it's not, you know what I mean? Like, we have two other- incidences that date back all the way to 1888, and then we have a relatively modern one that takes place in a heavily populated area, and half the town, including state officials, witness it happen, and it's covered up by the government. I do wow. like the theory, though, that they're getting – they're being abducted. I like that more than, like, they are part of the whole alien thing, and they're using – which, still not saying that's not a cool idea or a theory, and obviously, there's really no way to, like, test it right now. But some people say they're like ground hunt, like, you know what I mean? Ground hunters, UFOs, drop them off, uh, go across the terrain, see what they got to see. And then they get picked back up and report or like they're scouts. Maybe, maybe they're, yeah, they're, they're like probes or something. They just come and give them information. Go in with the whole, inter- like being able to slip in into and out of other dimensions. There's a different theory on that. So um, a lot of them think, a lot of people think they can make infrasound. Mm-hmm. which can go to vibrations and things like that. So what they think is they can hit this pitch with a scream or something, and it's going to fuck you up almost just pretty much in the head to where you could, it could distort you to where you couldn't even see it anymore. Cause Black your vision would be messed up. There you go. Perfect example. And so it could get away while you think it's just disappeared, but it's just because it's distorted like your own vibration essentially at the same time. Huh. Just another different like yeah. Yeah, I mean and that like I said that that would make sense also because look at look at the footage that we do get it's often very quick and then boom the Bigfoot's gone. You know what I mean? There there's videos where you actually see this thing walking and then it's gone like that. How? You know what I mean? So that that vibration theory, I mean it it may be legit. And that's a real thing infrasound like tigers have it. Yeah. Gorillas like silverbacks have it that's the shit that'll make you like almost want to piss your pants because it just puts like that deep based fear in you the brown hear. note pretty much yeah that, that is the natural yes. brown note right there <laughs> fuck yeah dude good call <laughs> yeah fucking no yeah man and, and if the thing is bigfoot is this thing that if you saw it you know what the fuck you're looking at right so Think of how much of our country has yet to be explored. There's tons of fucking places out there still that, yeah, you know, we have them, you know, this is this big old park or whatever, but nobody ever really goes on every fucking acre of that place at the same time to see what's there. So if they're migrant, you know, they could just be, you know, working their patterns or if the UFOs are dropping them off or whatever it is. I mean, it's... I don't know. No, you're you're correct. And on top of that, if they're an alpha predator, which they would be, yeah. How many? How often do you go out in the woods and you just see like a dead bear skeleton, or any yeah. any kind of predator animal? You don't. Animals don't do that when they die. Because that's what that's another big thing. You can't find them. Most animals, when they know they're dying, they go off somewhere so they can't be found. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And there was one report, and I wish I wrote down the name. This was probably one of the craziest ones I heard that doesn't go into the whole different dimension theory, but like supposedly a, a gentleman who was in a tree stand was approached by one. It wouldn't go. He shot it. It screamed in terror, ran out, screamed out. Four other Sasquatches came out and ripped this one apart and started eating him. What the fuck? Yeah. I so like this it. dude's like, 
Yeah, this dude's like, I didn't leave my tree stand for 12 fucking Brody's hours. Brody's like, that's going to be in a movie. <laughs> and they said, he he said all he could figure is because they knew, it, 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 he knew he got wounded and everything, they didn't want to take the chance of it getting caught. Yeah, that they cannibalized it. Yeah. And that also kind of goes along with some Native American stories of how they were always known as cannibals. Yeah. The wild man cannibals and stuff like that. Not to mention... They supposedly ate us, so they consider that as well. But yeah, dude, there's a lot oh. of fucked up shit in this whole fuck. Oh yeah, dude, it's crazy. Wow, that's that's I've never heard that before. I've never heard that before. So I, that's you got any yeah. other any other crazy shit for us, Johnny? I mean, dude, besides like uh, you know, guys have seen them go around and they'll do so. They'll do tree knocks. We mentioned that before. <clears throat> One specific guy, he was going around knocking. So one would knock on a tree and then he would listen to the tree and he didn't know what he was doing. And then he'd go to the next one, knock, listen, next one, knock, listen. He pushed it down and he pulled up a possum or a raccoon. The guy said he wasn't really sure. And that's what this, that's what he was going around. He was going around listening for live animals and trees and stuff. So then he took this possum and smashed it against the tree and just started fucking eating it after that. Oh yeah, dude, there's one of one near TJ, actually, there's a trucker. Um, I always like the trucker ones just because these I feel bad for these motherfuckers because they're just passing through. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't even live in the fucking area. Yeah. They're just like, God yeah. damn, I'm just trying to work. He saw this thing on all fours. Now, supposedly they can drop down to all fours, too. They usually don't. Right. That's like when they're in their super like need to get the fuck away point. And that's another reason why people might think they disappeared. They might not just see it, but they might just drop down and fucking scuttle away on all fours. Yeah. But this guy saw on an overpass, he pulled over because he saw something, He what he thought was eating a dog. And he's like, what the fuck is that, dude? It's a bear. So he gets out. Another gentleman gets out behind him. They're checking it out. They see this quote unquote bear eating this dog. The bear stands up on two legs. Turns out. It was a Sasquatch, or at least that's, they weren't sure, but that's what they thought. And it was eating a goat. It turned, looked at him, bit the goat's head in its mouth, and then ran off. You think he smiled like he fucking, ah, like, you know? Supposedly, I mean, great apes show their teeth when, you know what I mean? They don't smile. When they show their teeth, they're showing fucking dominance. Like, I just, so. you know, like, like I said, Harry and the Henderson's the only Bigfoot movie I've oh, seen. Oh, the big smile. And he's yeah. so, he's so gentle and kind and loving in that movie. I just, I, I need to watch Abomination this to fucking, yeah. or what was it? Abom Abominable, yeah. Abominable. Yep. Awesome. I need to watch that so I can get a different perspective on a fucking, Dude, on watch Exist. I'm exist? telling you that. Yeah. And that from one the, takes place in Texas. From oh, the shit. director of Blair Witch Project. Exist. Yes. Dude, it's good. Well, see, and when, when you were talking about Knox. That was what popped in my head was the knocks heard in Blair Witch. Mm. Yeah, supposedly there's tree knocks where they're like either hitting the trees with rocks or other trees. Big um, I don't know they're, if you had this. In, that's possible. They're growers. They're growers. That's they're right. Showers. The, yeah. There was, that's, that's why they're called Hobo Erectus. So <laughs> going back to what you said about the lion thing, that's also another theory is they think that there's there's packs of them. So there might be an alpha male. So the alpha male might be the only one who's actually allowed to mate with the females. Yeah. So then the other adolescent males, those are the ones that usually end up attacking people. Mm -hmm. And it's gone to the point where like 
people have thought this theory because they have found such things as like their cattle raped and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cattle, sheep, Hmm. pigs. Um, Yeah. I mean, it could just be Uncle Jim Bob down the way. It's very possible. But uh, But the, the reddish hair that they usually find left behind or like... I think horses were on that list too. So. <laughs> we still could also epidemic. be. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Uh, Daywalkers. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Sorry, Brody. Uh, but no, man. Uh, okay, shit. so here's one. Here's a thought for you guys. Um, so a theory is the reason Bigfoots have never been actually exposed to the generalized public is because if they were. They would supposedly be put on the endangered species list, which would make all wooded areas, state parks, everything like that would have to shut down per mandate of understanding habitats when it comes to an uh, endangered species, which would literally cripple the economy fucking. Well, yeah, we wouldn't have. I mean, and just think right now we're already going through a fucking lumber shortage. Could you imagine if we were never? Yeah, that's. That's the least of our problems. Well, you know, 2021, baby. But, <laughs> but I mean, could you imagine not being able to cut any more fucking right. trees down, like Nothing. at all? Because, right. goddamn Bigfoot, any, motherfucker. Any kind of foresting, gone. State parks, like I said, closed down. Nobody's going to be allowed to man, go. You know what I mean? Like, we used to be able to use wood. Yeah, fuck. Think Bigfoot, about it. That's man. like. That's like what forty three percent of the U.S. Wow, is all potentially yeah. That's no ridiculous. more toilet paper. Talk about toilet paper shortage. Oh. You know what? That's just when everybody needs to just convert over to the uh, the go little fucking towel toilet. Bidet. Yeah, there hey. you go. Hey. So when the well. toilet paper shortage was happening, I was going to buy one and install one, but it was just too much work. I just you know my buddies did it, it and they said they love it. I'm kind of I was almost going to follow suit. Still may never know. Hmm. Hmm, I'm gonna have to look on Amazon. I'm gonna look on Amazon. I think it was only a kit for an extra like hundred, hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> so, okay, so I got one more. I got one more. Uh, unless you guys have anything else, no, go right ahead, brother. How we good? All right. So, May third, two thousand eleven, which is another one that's you know close to yeah. now ten years ago. Bigfoot seems oblivious to our puny human weaponry as a blackstone virginia man and his son discovered in the more early morning hours when the two heard a loud noise outside their home the man grabbed his pistol and the son picked up a shotgun they went outside to investigate figuring that they would encounter either a burglar or a bear instead the man reported they were confronted by an eight foot tall hair covered humanoid creature running towards them from the nearby woods it doesn't say whether he had an erection or not. The man, <laughs> the man screamed at the creature to stop and told his son to shoot, which he did into the air. The creature shrieked, but continued running towards them, getting to within about 15 feet before the pair retreated back into their house. I was in terror, the man wrote. He recalled that the Bigfoot had a persuasive odor, a pervasive odor that really stunk and left footprints that were 18 to 20 inches long. An investigator who visited the man's farm and interviewed him documented a series of other unusual incidents, including loud wails and slaps on the side of the the house at night, suggesting that Bigfoot has paid them repeated visits. You'd think think that a feral ape-like creature would tread lightly around humans who 
equipped to respond to a sighting with half a dozen bullets. But Dang. apparently, Bigfoot ain't scared of that shit, or at least that certain one, you know, maybe he, he, he has some kind of trauma or something, you know, and he's just not scared of fucking humans. Right. He's rogue. He's gone rogue. I mean, they got to be... You got to think even from their standpoint, like let's say if they never saw a human, if a human ran into a Bigfoot, I think that Bigfoot's going to be just as fucking confused as the human. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think the Bigfoot would be scared because like, unless they've seen how weapons act prior. True. Which is is possible. But so a couple of the missing 411s. (laughs) Okay. Let's go. All right. On the order thing. (laughs) <laughs> this was another thought. Supposedly, the odor is actually controllable, like a skunk odor. And they use that to, like, So they have, like, a gland? Like, butthole glands? Yeah. And supposedly, mm. I, supposedly, silverbacks have them, too. So it's very possible, I guess. But from a hunting aspect, you, you, you would think it almost has to because it's not going to want to be stinking all the time. It would never be able to sneak up on any kind of prey. You know what I mean? It'd oh, yeah, I mean, think it a mile away. Think of like a skunk. You know what I right. mean? It, it's defensive. Like defensive it's, mechanism. Hmm. So it's very possible. Interesting. Or it could just be something completely like from the old days, man, of like DNA manipulation before the fucking flood. Hey, the, the fucking aliens, man. They fucking, that's, that's what they are. They're half alien, half monkey too, like us, except they're the, they're the rejects. Oh, yeah. They're the rejects, man. They're the, they're the, they're the first batch. They're the bad batch. Now, there's another thought, and I don't know if you've covered them yet or not, but there's another thought that they could be Nephilim. I have not covered Nephilim yet. That is actually one episode that I am working on. That will probably be episode 17. Ooh. Yes. Damn, you got it numbered. I like it, buddy. Oh, already. yes, sir. I, I'm, I'm already. Uh, next episode will be Vampires. Ooh. Yes, yes, vampires. We'll have James Wood, James Woods on that for that episode. Oh, that'd be fucking great. Don't dig me like, <laughs> on that, dude. Like, hey, father, when I was kicking your ass back there, did you get a little wood, a little mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> Good fucking shit. Nice, dude. So, guys, we, it, it's it's time to wrap up the show. I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in, Brody, Ben, anybody else that caught us, Joe. Thank you for joining us. Um, guys, also, you two, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been a great, great time. I love having you guys on. It's always yeah. fun. So, Thank you for that, brother. This yeah, buddy, is thanks. Scuba Steve saying, see you later, baby. This is your Fluffmaster Supreme, Big Johnny D, saying, see you later, guys. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, the pod boss, signing off. Stay spooky, bitches.